Introduction Most of us don't start paying attention to our diet, much less diving deeper than the wading pool zone of nutritional science, until something forcefully shoves us there. Sometimes it's the realization that our fat day pants no longer make it past our hips. Sometimes it's the grim prescription for statins. Sometimes it's a loved one's coronary bypass, an underskin lump where no lump should be, or that sobering moment when we graduate college and realize that ramen and Mountain Dew aren't actually food groups. In my case, my first foray into the health world was a cursory one. I just wanted to make it through a day without my sinuses simulating Niagara Falls. But even with wheat, dairy, and soy allergies that furiously rebelled against normal cuisine and left me with ceaseless congestion, I never considered that the food pyramid and the dietary guidelines I'd copied onto flashcards during ninth grade health ed could be anything less than pristine for everyone else. After all, this stuff was designed by experts, people who'd survived years of rigorous grad school, scientists, doctors, biochemists, geniuses, entire troops of grown-up doogie housers. Who was I to question their wisdom? Though my faith in white coats would eventually crumble, I started in the same place most people do, a state of blissful ignorance. We grew up thinking nutrition is a fine-tuned science, one carefully guarded by the National Institutes of Health, the American Dietetic Association, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and other big-name authorities with clout and confidence far beyond our own. We spend our lives soaking up their ubiquitous advice, filing it away in the brain cabinet where true things go. Saturated fat clogs your arteries. Whole grains are heart-healthy. Low-fat dairy makes your bones strong. White meat is better than red. Vegetable oils are healthier than butter. High cholesterol foods cause heart disease. In most cases, we can't pinpoint where we first heard these things. We just know they must be right. The same little voice insisting breakfast is the most important meal of the day also tells us oatmeal is healthier than a three-egg scramble. We instinctively reach for the low-fat yogurt over its full-fat counterpart, knowing that extra layer of cream would go straight to our hips unless it's set up camp in our arteries first. We practically feel our aortas sigh with relief when we pass on the steak and order a salad drenched in balsamic vinaigrette. Taken together, all these truisms congeal into a glob of so-called conventional wisdom, an inventory of beliefs so widespread that we no longer bother questioning them. That all changed for me in my sophomore year of high school. During a covert attempt to pilfer Radiohead songs from the internet, I ended up in unfamiliar cyber territory, an alternative health website dedicated to the 80-10-10 diet, a low-fat raw vegan program promoted by chiropractor Doug Graham. The number sequence referred to the diet's macronutrient ratios, 80% carbohydrate, 10% fat, and 10% protein. For me, this was a once-in-a-blue-moon experience, the kind of thing we encounter that makes us question our beliefs. The terrible moment Santa stops existing. The death of the tooth fairy. The realization the teachers don't actually live at school. Usually we've spent up these epiphanies well before adolescence, but what I found out on that website proved otherwise. In front of me lay the startling claim that cooked foods, the very foundation of the human cuisine, were the root of modern disease. Slack-jawed and intrigued, I plowed through pages of arguments and testimonials that, to my teenage mind, seemed entirely convincing. Our true human diet, I read, should resemble the high-carb cuisine our primate cousins ate, 
a feast of fruits and greens untouched by fire, spices, salts, seasonings, oils, or anything else inhabiting most standard pantries.